What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending. Exciting day in Kansas City. The brand new airport terminal is open. We were talking earlier about our uh, next flights out of Kansas City. Has a little different feel now. I'm excited to see what the new airport looks like. Oh, yeah? It is uh, finally something when people have their first impression of Kansas City, and so many will for the draft here in a couple months. Where It's not embarrassing. It's a great start for people's visit to Kansas City and uh, another sign to surprise some people as they make their way to Kansas City and the city that continues just to grow. And we know what our old airport was. It was embarrassing, frankly, and is long overdue. Long overdue, whether we're talking about the bathrooms, the lack of restaurants, just the whole setup was outdated literally before the airport even opened. I am very excited, but this is like the worst day ever to watch the local news. Just like all the like, we went around there, we did that. I'm like, okay. Uh, I would argue severe weather, like snowstorm day is worse, where everybody's riding around in the plows together and going around. Why do you guys have to be so cynical? I don't have to be cynical. People are happy about the airport. Is that the worst thing? No, I'm happy about the airport. I think it's great. Are there still people that are, like, against this? Of course, Cody, of course. No. Because they want to be able to show up. And this is coming from someone who shows up offensively late to every flight that I I go on. Oh. There's people who are complaining that it's going to take too long. Like, it's going to take you 30 minutes to get through. At yeah. most, it will take you 30 minutes to get through security. Like in a really long day. And by the way, it works the same way. It, like as quickly as you've gotten through KCI, as many times you had. On a bad day, it does not work that way. Like you've, we've all stood in some huge line where you're like, uh-oh, airport's super busy or things are backed up for no Dude, reason. That Denver will happen at this airport. is one of the three busiest airports in America. The longest I've ever had to wait to go through security is like 35, 40 minutes. I mean, think about how insane the, the old airport was. You got through security once you're there, you're basically trapped because there was very little Not bathroom. basically. Like, you were. Yeah, like you had no access to anything. Now you're going to go through the main security, you. main security checkpoint, and then you're free, if you will, right? In a massive space of restaurants and shops and the bathrooms. I saw it. It sounds weird because we're talking about bathrooms, but basically they have... Um, like green light, red light to let you know. Like each one has individual stalls. It's just like, and it, and, and tell you how many people yeah. are, how many uh-huh. are, how many are available. It's like parking stalls, but for bathrooms. I appreciate it. Fancy new bathrooms. I think it's nice, man. Next up on Watch Training, Bills defensive coordinator Leslie Frazier has decided to take 2023 off from coaching. Hmm. Reportedly, will return next year, what? which means the Bills will be looking for a new defensive coordinator. I guess he just up and decided he wanted a year off. There's no family, like family issue or something? Didn't specify problem? in the original report, yeah, so I'm not sure. That's kind of weird if he's like, I'm already planning on coming back the very next year. Just need a year away. I wonder if there's something personal going on. I just uh, think it's Leslie also Frazier. a really demanding job. I wouldn't be surprised to find out these guys just want it. I mean, I think it's a big deal that he's taking an entire year off of being a defensive yeah. coordinator. The Bills. Where was he the head coach? Minnesota? Yeah, years yes. ago. Yeah. That's a I, tough job. I feel like you'd want a year off. Like those ones who like get fired and then take a year. I never blame them. It's like Peterson's like, I'm going to kick it for a year. Yeah, it's that makes sense. weird that he's already t- like saying I'll be back next year. Why not just like, hey, I'm stepping away and then make that determination. Like, would it surprise you if a year from now? He's like, you know what? I kind of like just sitting at home. I'm done. <laughs> I'm not I coming. made enough money. I'm not coming back. Yeah, this ripped, man. I'm going to do this every year. How much is he worth? Do you have enough money to just retire? Okay, are you really looking up Leslie Frazier's <laughs> net worth? Do you think he could retire? The saddest. Of course he could retire, the, but yeah, like. Yeah, dude, that's just like the saddest net worth search. It's probably like $2 million. Probably he's an NFL head coach. You sure it's not like three or four? Was an NFL head coach. No, he's an NFL coordinator. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. What if he burned it all on NFTs? 
What if? Then he's probably not worth that much anymore. That's true. If you think about it. Yeah, I'm really thinking about it right now. Next up on What's Trending, Derek Carr going to meet in Indianapolis at the Scouting Combine with the Panthers, Jets, and Saints. It's I think a lot of people hear Combine and they assume it's all just about the college stuff. There's agents all over the place uh, trying to, to figure out what moves the general managers are leaning towards. This is why when we heard from Brett Veach a little while ago, uh, they're talking to the agents of Orlando Brown Jr. and the agents of Chris Jones so that by the time the league year opens up, this is why... Once the league year opens up, even a few days before, stuff starts leaking out because... It's also it's insane why anybody ever gets charged with tampering. With tampering. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because this stuff is all in the works and some of that will go down. But Derek Carr, I mean, it makes sense. Panthers, I think, would be a really interesting fit with Frank Wright. Actually, might be a really good fit. Jets, for obvious reasons. And then the Saints, that was the team from the very beginning that was kind of rumored, even if they were going to do a trade long before he got that just feels like getting right back to a losing situation if you go to the Saints indoors man in a crappy division indoors crappy division it's the only part that makes New Orleans a little interesting to me at least that's fair next up on what's trending disputed 55 million dollar loan is apparently the source of a federal probe against Daniel Snyder according to a new report from the Washington Post the report suggests all kinds of financial improprieties like he took out the 55 million dollar loan without permission from the other managing partners which he was supposed to do legally and then also Roger Goodell helped uh, facilitate the sale to those guys when they were frustrated with Daniel Snyder enough. And then, I don't know, he pretty much just used a lot of money through the team for personal gain. And his cash poor, similar to that, is some other NFL owners who run into this. Again, he's in the middle of the sales process, reportedly, or the attempt to take in some sealed bids for his team. But he's trying to get that if he sells the team, he would like immunity protection from the NFL from lawsuits involving his team. Which is not something the NFL should ever agree to. Yeah, it's another day in a new uh, federal probe, you know, for Dan Snyder. It's another day living as Daniel Snyder. Next up on what's trending college basketball tonight, final week of conference play. KU, the only local school in action. They will host Texas Tech. It's senior night. Tonight at Allen Fieldhouse, the game will tip off at 8 o'clock. Just two players will be recognized for that, although, of course, it likely is the last game for Grady Dick as well. Um, I don't know, Nick, if you'll be in attendance or if you're sitting next to your uncle or if Travis Kelsey's no, going to be there. I won't there be there. It's too emotional, man. You don't want to get emotional. Well, you don't care enough about the players to Jaylen see their Will- last Jaylen game Jaylen at Wilson Outfield. Speech. No, I care too much. If I yeah. go there, I'll be a nerve. I'll be a mess. McCall are going to wrap up. stop you from going to other senior nights, I assume. Yeah, but I've cried too many senior nights. <laughs> it is. McCall is going to play against his old team in senior nights. That's just kind of weird. Just how the way the schedule sorted out. Spent three years in or whatever at Texas Tech, and then that it's was a fun. double senior night for him. Kind of, kind of. Yeah. By the way, just word to the oh. watch. Just uh, pound oh. the Hawks on senior night. Well, they're, the line's already up quite a bit. It's ballooned what, to eight like and a half? nine. Some nine. Oh, it's a lot. It's, it's already. Are you still saying hammer it? It's already. Factored yeah. 2018 in. was the only time when I can remember there being a really tight senior night. I'm sure there have been others, but I'm thinking the Hawks roll. Big 12's on the line. You win this, you get at least a share. That's right. With Texas? Well, yeah, but then Texas would need to beat Kansas on Saturday just to get a share. Kansas wins in Austin, they get it outright. Next up on Watch Trending, according to reports, Kenny Galladay is set to be released the first day of the league year. That, according to Adam Schefter, they'll save a little close or close to $7 million on their cap figure. And he's got about $4.5 million of offset language. So... No matter who he signs with, right? He signs a one-year, $1 million deal with the Chiefs. He's still getting $4.5 million no matter what from the Giants. 
Kind of makes it tempting if you're Kenny Galladay to go find the best situation, the best quarterback you can, sign the smallest contract you can, and see if you can't get a little bit of, you know, a, a, I don't know, a career revival, if he even cares about that. The truth is, I don't know. He was a thousand yard receiver for each of the first two seasons of the NFL, and he's been terrible ever since. And he never he couldn't get on the field with the new regime there and with the Giants. Yeah, also, Kadarius Tony couldn't either. I know. That's the only part that makes it a little interesting, right? That, that does perk the years back up about Galladay. You imagine just replacing your entire wide receiver core in an offseason with all the wide receivers the Giants just wouldn't play? Y'all yeah, pass. Still. I'm going to pass on Galladay yeah. unless it's a one-year deal for nothing. I mean, that's a guy who legitimately mm-hmm. might have just given up the second he got paid. I know like, we say that a lot flippantly and saying, like, oh, he just got the payday, but, like, this guy legit gave up. It, from the outside, that's exactly what it appears to be. I mean, that that, that seems like well, What's the other example. solution? The monster stole his talent? He just stopped being good at football. Well, he just couldn't even, this year, he just couldn't even get on the field. Because he was putting up numbers in Detroit on some putrid offenses, yep. and then he got the big payday, and all of a sudden, now you can't do it? I don't know. Maybe he's never the same. He got hurt that final year in Detroit. Uh, Still got paid. Maybe just maybe he's not the same player after the injury. Wow, dude. We made it all the way through a What's Trending. I've never oh, heard the ran end out of, of that music. Ran out of music. That's a 10. Real. That's our, <laughs> like a big guitar riff. That's because there was a short commercial we got back early, so we, we added a lot of It looked what's at 12 It felt like a normal What's Trending time. Mm-hmm. Well, now we know. Now, now we know. Oh, oh. Oh, well. Yeah. Is it that time? It is that time, Is this going to be every day now? I, I don't know. I don't decide how often it's going to happen. I just, I, I get alerts to my phone anytime anyone on the internet releases a mock draft. My phone buzzes. They let me know. <laughs> That's when I play the siren. And this is a big one. Bucky Brooks. Okay. NFL Network. Yes. From the Move the Sticks podcast. Mock Draft 2.0 hmm. has come out. And I like this one a lot. Because I'm very familiar with this player. If you were watching much of college football this year, you're probably familiar with this guy as well. He has the Chiefs selecting with a 31st overall pick. Wide receiver out of Tennessee, Jalen Hyatt. This Binks guy, this is Binks' big draft crush. We just had, by the way, uh, episode one. So this is his Arnold Ibikidi, if you will. Yeah, yeah. No, Christian Watson, I think, was his ultimate draft crush. Yeah, he said Christian Watson, though, would not be any good. He didn't didn't think the Chiefs should have got Christian Watson. Same with with Watson. Yeah, be sure to tweet that at him. Yeah, tweet at Bink and tell him, why didn't you like Christian Watson? He also liked Deshaun Watson over Patrick Mahomes. It's really weird. (laughs) So I don't know why Um, he liked He's never right on any Watson. Jalen Hyatt had one of the most insane, like, five-game stretches I've ever seen a wide receiver have this. He had one game where he had like 200 yards, five touchdowns. I want to say it was 11 touchdowns in a month for Jalen Hyatt. In a month? Yes. In a month, he had 11 touchdowns. And one of those big games came against Alabama in that what was a, you know, instant classic sort of game. So Jalen Hyatt, wide receiver, speedster. Yeah, that's the thing. Like he's he's the guy that I get why Bink's gravitating towards, though. And I, I would imagine some Chiefs fans will as we get closer through the draft process because of what like what you said, speed threat, like big play potential. Like you're you everybody's viewing like the best case scenario, like what he sure. can be. A lot of those guys, though, also there's very high risk of the guy just being complete bust in the NFL. Sure, and so that's that's always the concern with that because you you see all the positive and you're like, oh my gosh, this guy could be an absolute star, but he's. There's way more risk involved with him. But and, if you're uh, taking a wide receiver in the first you round. You mean then. because of his skill set? 
Yes. Like, I, I think there's some wide receivers where you can say, you know what? He has a chance to be a star, but I know his floor is not is higher, right? His his floor is higher, whereas yeah, high, I think when you look at highlight, his ceiling's extremely high. The floor is very low. I still think it's for him. tough too because sometimes we think about oh well, the elite route runners, their floor is so much higher. But that was the scouting report on Jerry Judy coming out of college was that this guy is immediately going to yeah. be a top ten route runner in the NFL. Yes. Well, C.D. Lamb wasn't that great of a route runner, but you couldn't tackle him after he caught the ball. And one of those guys has proven to be much better than the other. So you're right. At the end of the day, it's it's all a crap. Do you want to know, know who people are comparing him to, though? Who? Oh. Do you have a guess? I No, I don't have no idea. Do you have I a guess? Know. Well, the way you're describing him, I feel like you're getting ready to say Ted Ginn or something. Somebody Sean Jackson is who, they, who a couple, different, three different websites have compared him to. I mean, if the Chiefs drafted Deshaun Jackson, would you be upset with that? <laughs> no, I no. would not. No, no I would not. man. Again, we, we think it worked pretty well for Andy at one point in his career. <laughs> and we know Deshaun Jackson, I mean, you know, speed, deep threat, clears. I mean, that, that's what he was. And, and by the way, Brett Veach, when he spoke earlier today, somebody asked, it was kind of tough because you can't hear any of these questions, but I believe the question was something along the lines of, are you targeting like, you know, Sky and Kadarius Tony had these sort of uh, specific skill sets, quick burst, explosiveness, speed. Are you trying to draft more of those guys? And he was kind of like, I mean, sure, that stuff's always going to be great when you have a quarterback who can rip it downfield. But ultimately, we just want guys who we think are good football players. And I know that's sort of the company line, right. but it does make sense when you see how the Chiefs just won without really any of those guys being your premier players. You won with... Juju, who is effectively a wide receiver, tight end hybrid, who's doing all his stuff across the middle as your number one receiver, and it worked out pretty damn well. Yeah, and you got no contributions out of your rookie. You got, you know, MVS was exactly as he's been at any other point in his career when he wasn't on championship rosters. I mean, they they managed. And the one thing about, like, any guy like that, like you're mentioning, right, Jalen Hyatt, is it similar to McColl? Even if he doesn't turn into the superstar gold, they'll find value in a wide receiver like that. Like, if you just have impeccable athleticism, they'll find excuses to use you. They'll find your role. Like, I'd like them to draft a wide receiver and they turn into a star one of these times, right, under Brett Feach, but first I always round, feel like though, they get more than stuff just, out of them, you yeah, know? Uh, for, but if you're spending a first-round pick on that guy, you need to be more than just like, oh, they can get a little bit out. You sure, know. but they spent two second-round picks on wide receivers in the last four years and right. pretty much got exactly what I'm describing out of them, and Second it could round, have been worse. And, and people are frustrated with them being second rounders. So I sure as hell don't want just, yeah, if I'm drafting a first round wide receiver, it better be someone they feel a lot more confident in than what they've gotten the last two times. I would think I would want it to be somebody that they plan on using in their offense immediately. Sure. Not the McColl and McColl had a role, but he was like a 500 yard receiver. Sky Moore had almost no role for a big majority of the year. Do you think Bink's texting in the shell? I don't know. What's it say? Binkley did not prefer from the text line. Binkley did not prefer Watson over Mahomes. He was team Mahomes from the get-go. We, hey, we all know Binkley. Bink. We just text us personally. I don't know, man. That might be Bink texting in the text line. I don't know. He's really, really, it's okay, man. It's, it's okay if you didn't like Christian Watson. Character Concerns, episode one, live now. It is. Did I you saw guys that. cover Jalen Hyatt in that episode? Uh, well, somebody <laughs> covered Jalen Hyatt. <laughs> <laughs> give me one guess who. Was it Jay Binkley? It was. Who did you decide your draft crush is? I mentioned him earlier, Darnell Washington, tied in out of Georgia. I mean, that is a absolute physical. I mean, he is he's a dump truck driving down the field. Six seven two eighty might run a four six. Are you kidding me? He's Who's six that seven big two. Tall? He's six seven two eighty and is going to run a 
40 time comparable to Patrick Mahomes. I'm trying to describe, you're uh, I'm trying to decide the really tall tight end they had in. Oh, Leonard Pope. Is it like Leonard Pope? Leonard Pope. <laughs> it's like you described like six, seven. Well, people, I mean, this is a scare. I don't love, I don't love Leonard this. Pope felt like he felt, was about that. But a lot of, uh, I've heard, I've heard several people uh, compare him, like saying he's a tight end left tackle hybrid. <laughs> It's like a defensive end. Yeah, that's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. That's a big defensive end, too. Leonard Pope with 6'8, 265. He's Leonard Pope size, man. That was a pretty pretty good comparison. Go watch his highlight tape from Georgia. Like, he can make some pretty ridiculous catches for somebody his size. It, It doesn't really make sense physically. So I'm interested. We'll have to all decide our. Draft crush at something. By the way, Leonard Pope also played at Georgia. So, mm-hmm. wait, was Leonard Pope a tight end? Yeah. Well, I thought he was. And he was like, high. no, and he was like six eight two two seventy. He was like the same size as your guy. Let's hope his career is not the same. Whoa, Leonard Pope catching strays. Well, no, I mean, like we're comparing him to a guy that had a thousand, barely didn't even have a thousand yards in his career. It's a third round pick. <laughs> he was a high he, high he pick. Didn't, didn't even have a thousand yards in his NFL career. Um, by the way, the Chiefs have only drafted thirty first overall one time okay. in in uh, team history. That would have been in nineteen ninety five, where they drafted. I, I don't want to butcher the name Trezell Jenkins. Okay, who was a tackle mm-hmm. out of Michigan. Okay. Who I believe logged one career start for mm. the Chiefs. So you can think, blame you can blame the Dolphins for us not being able to say the Chiefs have the thirty second pick. Should be the thirty second. Wait, you'd rather have the thirty second pick? I want for the trivia for the trivia's sake because that oh, okay. one's that one's not a good one. That the thirty one. Trizel Jenkins. Yeah, he wants thirty like, second, but they took a guy at thirty second. One. His yeah. name was Clyde Edwards Alaire. Uh, that's what I recall. And it didn't go great. It went better than Trizel Jenkins, who only played one game. <laughs> <laughs> started one game. Or started, started you guys one want game. to just talk about the biggest draft bust in Chiefs history? Now we're just going to start bringing yeah, up like I mean, Jonathan I, Baldwin. I was yeah. Baldwin's up there. Snoop Menace is very There's high on the list. There's two names. There's two names. Glenn that, Dorsey. Two names that immediately come to mind okay. for me are Ryan Sims and Junior Siavi. Who? Siavi. Siavi. Rest in peace, Junior Siavi. Saying. Passed away this past year. Just saying. Had some issues, obviously, off the field. Was I not supposed to say that? No, no, no. Just you're right. I would agree. Also, just based on how many other quarterbacks are taking, Todd Blackledge is on this list. Uh, I don't care. He's <laughs> the reason why they waited twenty something years. You know, it seems like right. <laughs> imagine Where do you that, rank logic, imagine though, that you know? logic, though. We he's drafted on one bad quarterback, so now we can never draft a quarterback I know, again for sure. But that's seriously dumbest, what happened, that's though, exactly man. Exactly it. They waited thirty years or whatever to go and draft another first round quarterback. Instead, they were drafting Brody Croyle in the second and third round or whatever round it was. Brody Crow. drafted him in the second or third round. I, I don't know for sure. Who? Brody Crow. That was like a third round pick. Oh, uh, Kavari Russell. That's the one from the Texas. He was line. a third round pick and didn't even make the team. He didn't yeah. even make it out of training camp. That was. But when it's brutal. a third round pick, we we start like that's where we start giving a little. Is Breland Speaks on the short list? That's what we were just Yeah, saying. probably. He's a second round pick. Didn't barely played for this team. Although, again, I think better than Trezell Jenkins. So tough to. The very I, official I think 10 Sims biggest draft it. bust in Chiefs history. Here's the very official list. From who? From Bleacher Report. From they what did. year? Uh, this one's not going to do This is old, old. This is 10 years old, but it's still good. Chris Wilson, remember the tight end, Chris Wilson? Everybody loved him. Unfortunately, he broke his leg during preseason. Everybody thought he was going to be a stud. Uh, do you, do you Eddie, get to be counted as a bust if you break your leg? I mean, it's part of the equation. Sylvester, I think bust is Snoop, like you're just not good. Uh, number six, yeah, they put Sylvester Morris. <laughs> just like broke your leg. Well, I mean, bu- bust. No, I think that you can't. That's unforeseen circumstances. It's not bad scouting. 
I think no, bust is like, like you just did a bad evaluation. This guy was no good. If a guy's injury prone and never can get on the field, and you spend a first or second well, round I'm pick, someone snaps their leg. It's not like you idiot. You stink. <laughs> Said injury prone. He was healthy, and then he had a severe catastrophic you injury. You can still be a bust. All right, fine, fine. Let's not get lost uh, in the definition. Then Brody Croyle, C of E was listed. Ryan Sims, as we pointed out. Number one was Todd Blackledge. Number two was Drizelle Jenkins. Nickname, The House. The House. That's a pretty solid nickname, He was nickname, 31st though. overall in three seasons. Hey, he played ho- in nine hey. games. And you know what they say, Gold? And by the way, he played in the XFL in 2000. Gold, the, the House always wins, man. That's right. That's right, and can't, except for him. Except for that house. Well, he still got those checks. I mean, yeah, I guess so. 95, the money wasn't the same. But yeah. What's he doing these days? Let's get him on the show, Nick. Go ahead and book Trizel. Book Trizel Jenkins. Trizel I am looking into it. Jenkins. Ask our guy Danon Hughes. You know, he, he oh, works you know with what? the Chiefs, yeah. Chiefs ambassadors. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I, by the way, of course, the second I mentioned Trizel Jenkins, Binkley knew exactly oh, who I was talking about. Of course. Michigan man. Percy Snow, another one. Their bust. It looks like uh, Trizel Jenkins is a site manager for Toledo Assembly Complex in uh, Michigan. All right, give him a ring. I'm on it. Thanks. What are we going to ask him? What was it like to be a bust? What was it like falling short of expectations? expectations? Mm-hmm. He could be a very inspirational type story. I'm reading his about on LinkedIn. Oh, Highly that's... capable executive with over 20 years of experience, guiding large and small production huh. facilities to operational excellence. Very successful off the field. Organized Good and diligent him. with excellent written, oral, and imper- interpersonal communication skills. Drafted the first round of the National Football League due to exceptional collegiate All-American football experience at the University of Michigan. Well, it's a Michigan man. Owned and operated three franchise restaurant, restaurants, generating annual sales of over $1 million. It's quite, quite the success story, Trizel Jenkins. Oh, Dexter McCluster's a real good one. Is he a full-on bus, though, or just like you know what I mean? Like, but is he bus or just like eh? We just he could have. I think I think like that's like a more. fan bus. Like yeah. they just thought he was something he wasn't. Well, they drafted him early in the second, didn't they? Second round pick, yeah. Yeah, he was a second round pick, and he didn't do a whole hell of a lot. No, but he had three thousand oh. yards from scrimmage in his career. That's better than a lot of these other guys we're talking about. Tyson Jackson. Yeah, that's up there. There was a stretch there where they just kept bad. they just kept drafting big guys. <laughs> and they all stunk. Like, what if we just keep taking big interior defensive linemen who aren't athletic? You're like, yeah, good luck, man. I guess it's a strategy. What run, if, but run what if in stuffers. addition to that? Run stuffers. But what in addition to that, the only two types of wide receivers we took were the big ones, but that were super slow, or the tiny little baby ones that are like five foot six who don't have any other receiver skills. You're like, also great plan. Love it. Let's see where that takes us. Gadget guys. Was their like entire draft strategy for a well, decade? Dexter McCluster, then DeAnthony Thomas, and apparently and... bust tight ends. That was everything else. Yeah, just DeAnthony... that brief stretch between Gonzalez and I w- Kelsey when they just took like eight tight ends. Turk McBride. Well, I actually I want to include Tony Moyaki because of who they drafted him over. Okay, that was the same year the Patriots drafted Rob Gronkowski. Same careers, Moyaki Gronk, same deal. Same guy. I mean, in the end, they ended up with the best tight end in NFL history. So how could the Chiefs be wrong in their Moeyaki pick? They were setting themselves up in order to eventually That's take That's true, Kelsey. because if they wouldn't have taken him, they never would have got Travis Kelsey. They wouldn't even have gotten Gronk with Mahomes at the same time. Gronk's career would have borderline ended before Mahomes was in the league. They'd gotten, what, one year together? 
barely been worth it. I disagree with this text. It says biggest bust of all time, Dwayne Bow. No, look up his numbers. He's not a bust. Uh, Dwayne Bow is. He's going to go down. He's arguably the, the single best. greatest. Is like yeah. the second or third greatest wide yeah. receiver in Chiefs history. Yeah, I got so that I wrong, by the way. Disagree with that text. They Gronk was drafted over him, but one so, two sec so, two selections later, the Saints drafted Jimmy Graham. Graham was weird, though. He had, like, five really, really, really good. And then, then he just couldn't stay healthy. But he had yeah. five amazing years, six amazing years for, for the Saints, and then kind of fell off. Another guy who's 6'7", 260, similar to your draft crush, Nick. Is that what you're looking for now, 6'7", 260? Size. Just size. Just looking for the biggest, fastest tight end that it's available. Let's, let's June- change this exercise. Best players to ever be exactly 6'7", oh. 260. Junior <laughs> Hemingway did not fit that, but yeah. <laughs> it's got to be a defensive end, right? Oh, gosh. This has been a fun exercise. Uh, Riveting. Wait, you don't think people enjoyed our conversation about draft? It. People like draft bus conversation. People like this type of stuff, yeah. It's much easier to talk about draft bus now because, like, the Chiefs are Super Bowl champs. It's, it's not, not like a sad conversation. It's funny. It is. Look how funny it is that they couldn't draft for a while. I can't even point to a single bad draft selection in the entire last year's draft for the Chiefs. I gotta be like, well, I mean, I guess Sky Moore was a little disappointing. Like, that's the best I can offer you out of an entire draft class last year. Darren Kennard didn't get okay, on the field. Uh, and let me let me ask you guys this: Are are there any draft busts that we could directly or d- indirectly attribute to the Chiefs' ability to draft Mahomes? Like, who helped them suck in the years prior <laughs> to be in a position to select Patrick Mahomes? I mean, I guess they didn't actually suck before the before they drafted him, and they were still going to the playoffs and winning ten or eleven games a year. Uh, Kavari Russell was a 2016 draft pick that Chiefs drafted in 2017. Chris Jones was in the second round of 2016, so he certainly wasn't part of that. Parker Inger was part of that. He actually helped them get Travarius Ward, didn't he? Wasn't yeah, he part he of that did. trade? He was so the, the actually, only part of that trade. Uh, so actually, draft. I mean, in the the year before draft, the year before Mahomes was what? Chris Jones, Kavari Russell, Parker Inger, Eric Murray, D. Rob, Tyree Kill. So, they, so that one, that draft class was not the one <laughs> that good. set it up. That was pretty solid. I would say that was pretty damn good in 2016 draft class. Yeah, that... Andy went 12 and four, <laughs> first in the AFC West with 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 uh, the 2016 team. I'm surprised how many people are mentioning Dwayne Bow. Look, people. I mean, look are you kidding Dwayne, me? Look up Dwayne Bow. He uh, Dwayne Bow ended up actually with a very impressive NFL career. If you want to do the Dwayne Bow route, just go with Jonathan Baldwin. It's a much easier argument to make. Dwayne like had 8,000 career yards. Yeah. What are we talking three, about? Three 1,000-yard seasons. Had 15 touchdowns in 2010. Was second team All-Pro. <laughs> the NFL with Matt Castle with as Matt his Castle. quarterback. With Matt Castle, yes. Josh Klinger, Texas. Brad Cottom. This was in the run of like tight ends when they were just bad at drafting all of them. They Brad just Cottom kept trying. Out of Tennessee, I believe, Brad Cottom. Cottom, Pope. Moiaki. They had a tough run at tight ends. You know what? Let's make this. Let's bring this full circle. Yesterday we talked about Clyde Edwards Elaries. I would assume played his last game in Kansas City. Maybe. Yep. Where's he rank on this list? Yeah. Does he deserve to be mentioned amongst these guys? Uh, he was a because first round he was pick. A first round pick is why. But overall, his pr- production and moment, like he wasn't someone that just never got on the field and never did anything. He's on the um, list. But, but he, it's tough because he never should have been drafted in the first round. Well, and I know, know that's, that's part how of this. Works. That's not how yeah, it works. I know. I know. It's not his fault, but also it's how we we judge and. You know, it's how we judge them. Like that, of, bus, that bus is based uh, off the people who decided to, to Cody to said, wait, we can laugh at bus for the Chiefs because they're winning. I don't know if we can do the same for some of the Royals draft picks. Uh, we're going to talk some Royals baseball out in Surprise, Arizona with Josh Vernier, our Royals insider. We'll check in with him next. 
I haven't heard this song at all today. Haven't haven't heard it whatsoever. Huh. I'm gonna jump out the window. This song, it is a very good song, but it is now driving me crazy. Uh, our next guest it, loves this song. I bet he, he does. actually personally requested it. I'm sure he did. Of course, he's been playing it his entire time out in Surprise, Arizona. This I'm actually sure feels very like I'm windows sure down. I'm playing it in the clubhouse there in Surprise, too. Josh Vernier, our Royals insider. Man, it's been a while since we've had Vern on the show. We'll start having Vern on regularly, of course, uh, during the baseball season. What's what's going on, Vern? Do you actually yeah, like good, that song? No, good to see Nick's still a liar. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? He's eating, so he can't even defend Shocker. himself. He can't even defend himself right now. That was a low blow, Vern. Nice, nice to talk to you, How's man. How's it a low blow? You just lied. I pointed out you're a liar. <laughs> You said still a liar, which would insinuate I've lied in the past. All right, fair. Which is true. You have many times. Real quick, because uh, we were doing it for the Chiefs. We were talking about the draft. Who's the, the first name that comes to mind when I say biggest bust in Royals history? Yeah, I, I was. I mean, the, the first names are like champions, like Christian Cologne <laughs> and Luke Hoche. Yeah, so no. so I, I, I don't think they can be uh, the answer. Um, you know, Nolan recent- Watson? Yeah, Ash Russell, oh, Nolan yeah, Watson, names yeah, like yeah, that yeah. kind of uh, uh, jump out. Uh, but but you could go back to the the Sports Illustrated cover with uh, uh, oh what was that? Uh, the old manager of the Rockies, huge face, huge head. <laughs> uh, Clint. Ah, oh, I. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was supposed to be the next Hall of Famer for the Royals. Cover of Sports Illustrated that never really came to fruition. For a while, Bubba Starling and Kyle Zimmer were right yeah, there at the top two. Yeah, there you go. There's your answer, Bubba. Bubba's Starling. probably. Yeah, Bubba's. It's the, such a great guy. You hate saying it, but because yeah. uh, unfor- it was the it was the knee jerk reaction to like the oh no we're not going to let another great talent in our backyard pass us by like yeah. Albert Pujols and then right. it never came to fruition. Yeah, well he he made a lot of money out of the deal, so we don't need to feel too bad. Yeah, Vern, real quick. Though, we can we can talk bigger picture, but it's one game of spring training, and so I I, I don't think anybody needs to panic. But yesterday, fire everybody. I'm uh, with you. <laughs> <laughs> they lost a game in spring training. How yeah. did Matt Quattrall lost a damn yeah. game? Wrong guy. Um, no, but uh, Jackson Coar. It was a rough appearance for him, though. I mean, it's it's too early to freak out, but we all know what what he was last year. And these young pitchers, that's where I'm kind of focused in on during spring training. Yeah, and the year before that, uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's been all bad at the big league level for Jackson Kowar. He hasn't run from that in conversations I've had with him out here. He said, I'm sick of getting my brains beat in at the big league level. So he understands. He also knows that he is uh, f- I can't even say fourth because Heasley's passed him by. He's fifth in line from that 2018 draft class. You know, he's he's happy for Brady Singer, but he certainly feels uh, left behind. And, and and what happened out here yesterday with, with Jackson Kowar is a microcosm of the uh, issue that is Jackson Kowar. Uh, long at-bats, deep counts, uh, rockets to the gaps, and then – uh, 96 with the best changeup you've seen with a nasty slider, and he sets down the next two batters on six pitches. Uh, so, so you see the good, you see what we've seen for the most part at the big league level early on. Uh, look, uh, he is a reliever. The team hasn't come out and said he is strictly a reliever because when they uh, when they announce that or when they make that known. Uh, he, he's officially done, you know, uh, being a starting pitcher. They don't want to uh, vacillate going back and forth, messing with the young man. Uh, but uh, inside that coach's room, uh, he's being talked about as a 
relief pitcher. And look, you, you can never have enough guys that can ramp it up to 97 with, again, uh, what some say has the capabilities of being the second best changeup in Major League Baseball behind Devin Williams with the Milwaukee Brewers and then a, a nice slider. So, so he has the ability to let it eat in a one-inning fashion coming out of the bullpen. Um, but, but yeah, the, the hope that some may have had about Jackson Kowar figuring it out as a starting pitcher, I think that ship has sailed. Vern, how many guys do you think they'll actually give a chance to be a starter? Because, I mean, you can make an argument for like nine guys, right, right. I guess. Yep. Between Yarborough and Lyles and all the young pitchers you just mentioned and Bubich and everybody, how many guys are actually in the mix for those five spots? Lyles, Singer, Granke, Lynch, to me, those are four locks in this rotation. I think it's Brad Keller, Jonathan Heasley. Uh, I I would, you know, Chris Bubich is somewhat behind with a, a slight shoulder issue, nothing that they're overly concerned about, but I'd put him behind. Keller and Heasley, uh, Angel Zerpa also uh, being slow played this spring. Uh, I'd put him in that category as well. Uh, Yarbrough, I actually brought him up earlier today. Uh, you know, and, and the way that Q was talking about him was, um, you know, he, he, he wants to be a starter, uh, but he also signed here before we brought Granke back, before we brought Lyles back. I think Yarbrough finds himself in the bullpen as a guy that, uh, maybe not last year, but but has had success against both lefties and righties. So you know, it's not as if he's a lefty specialist and you're piggybacking him alongside an Amir Garrett. Now, Amir's that that left, that, that loogie, I guess, coming out of the bullpen. Chapman needs to be a guy that can get both sides of the plate out. Same with Yarbrough. Uh, but but starters, I, I would say it's honestly, to me, it's a. It's Brad Keller and Jonathan Heasley. Those are the two guys in my mind that are fighting for that five spot, and Brad Keller has the early lead. Am I wrong in like reading everything about Brad Keller? It sure feels like the last pitching staff was in his head, Vern. Like they weren't doing him any favors. He was second-guessing everything he was doing. Yeah, well, uh, Keller, I think you can put Lynch in that category as well. Um and JJ's been honest about it. He's told you. He told you guys this last year. I'm sure he'll uh, reiterate it uh, tomorrow. They did become a little bit too uh, game plan focused. Where all right, here's how we're going to get this guy out. Rather than what do you do well, uh, let let's have you attack him with your best stuff. Rather than the you know well located fastball down in a way. Um, this camp has been much more tailored to the player uh, where, you know, it, it was it was old school baseball with, uh, you know, Matheny and Eldred and Dayton. It, it, and it worked, you know, they, they won a championship, at least Dayton did, with, with the old school approach. But, you know, it, it's a new generation. You need to uh, cater, kowtow, however you want to put it. You, you need to uh, do whatever you can to get the best out of the talent on the field where at times last year that coaching staff was trying to make a uh, you know, square peg fit in a round hole. Before we get to some of the changes in baseball, you mentioned Chapman. Uh, is he, he's expected to pitch today and just a little accident at the house or something? Yeah, uh, apparently. I, um, today is uh, Tuesday. So, yeah, Sunday I'm, I'm heading to the game and I see a rolled as Chapman just arrive into the ballpark. It's like 11 o'clock. Normally they're here at 7 a.m., and his mouth is just destroyed. <laughs> so I'm like, ah, you know, don't don't think that guy's going to be playing today. Um, but uh, you know, talking to the manager, uh, you know, when it happened on what would that be Saturday night? Um, his his wife called the the Royals right away to let him know what had happened. That he was in the 
you know, a hospital getting stitches. And, uh, you know, he, he spoke with us yesterday and uh, is expected to be on the Hill today. Uh, he, he didn't seem too concerned about it. The team doesn't seem too concerned about it. Uh, Q's big piece of advice that uh, was handed down to him from some of his mentors was don't lie to the media. So my hope is uh, we're not starting off by uh, lying about a role this Chapman. So I'll take him at their word. There you go. Josh Fernier, our Royals insider, joining us. Some of the changes, though, for baseball. I, I, the, the speed of the game so far, small sample size, 30 minutes or so on average, quicker right now with the pitch clock and some of the other adjustments. I know you're a baseball purist. A, do you like it? B, do you actually think this could uh, cause more fans to either watch, listen on the radio, or make it out to the ballpark? Uh, yeah, I like it. Um, I haven't really noticed it. I, I, I don't think the average fan will notice it when you're at the game. Now, now maybe, maybe the clock, I, I, I don't know exactly how it's going to be set up at Kauffman Stadium. Hopefully it's not uh, too overbearing. Um, yeah, I think it's going to help television more than anything uh, because I, I, I know, you know when I'm watching a game and, and you're getting these, you know, uh, step-offs, pick-offs, right. you know, Lorenzo Cain stepping out. Yeah, you go, you know what, let me just update what's happening in that basketball game, and then you get stuck on the basketball game and never come back to what's happening with the Royals. Um, no, though, I, I think it helps television, but I, I don't think people are saying, oh, you know what, the, the reason why I don't like baseball is because it's 25 minutes too long. Right. Um, you got to win. The only way people are coming to the ballpark is if you're putting a winning product on the field. Hopefully the Royals do that this season. But, no, I, I don't think that – the eliminating the shift, throwing some bigger bases out there, or this pitch clock is going to uh, bring a new generation of baseball fan to the park. I, I, I hope that happens down the line, but I certainly don't think uh, this is the way to attract people. This is also why I like what the Padres are doing, Vern. Like, it's they're yeah, throwing that, in the that's face. That's how you bring people to the ballpark. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I mean, right. look, I, I don't need John. I'm not, I'm not insane. I'm not saying, hey, John, do you mind spending $1.1 billion in contracts right. over the next 10 years? I mean, look, I'd be fine with yeah, it. do it if you want to. There, yeah, no, Jeremy. please. I'm just saying, like, all these owners, like, it's been, like, since the, really since the, the strike, Vern, they've been sowing this seed of, oh, we can't. It's impossible. And then Seidler gets in charge for, like, one year, and he's like, that's all a lie, and you can really do whatever the hell you want, and so I'm just going to do it. And Cohen's doing it, but with a bigger market, but it's like both things at the same time. I want, you know, like I want owners to see that the Padres were fifth in attendance last year. And the year before they did this, they were 22nd in attendance and understand that people will show up if you try. Yeah, I don't, I don't think they are uh, ignorant to that fact. I think they know that. It's just uh, if we're, you can't guarantee my return. Right? You can't guarantee if I dump all this money into the team that, sure, sure yeah, yeah, f fans will come, but if you're not getting deep runs into the postseason, you're not making your money back. Um, uh, I would imagine, yeah, owners around Major League Baseball, especially some of the smaller market owners, are rooting against the Padres, uh, hoping that they fail in October so that this uh, experiment uh, doesn't pay dividends, but I also want to see where the Padres are in 2027. Because if they gut it and they go Florida slash Miami Marlins, you're going to have a lot of pissed off fans in 
uh, San Diego. And as I say that, look, if, if Bobby Witt Jr. comes out this season and is the guy we all believe him to be and also shows to be an above-average defender at shortstop, if Drew Waters can take a stranglehold to that center field spot, Vinny and MJ show that they are the superstars we think they are, and maybe Daniel Lynch joins uh, Brady Singer at, uh, at or near the top of the rotation. If those things happen, uh, I think that J.J. Uh, Piccolo, with the green light from ownership, will uh, pour gas on this fire. They will spend. I, I do think the civic pride of this ownership group is real, and when this team proves that they have the talent to win, they just need to supplement a few spots, uh, I, I think the Royals will spend, just like uh, Mr. Glass did, but even more so. Right. So, so, so I think that gets the Royals uh, top 15 in Major League Baseball, and, and that, that's not too shabby. Appreciate it, Vert. Go ahead. But, but, to, but to yeah. your point, yeah, they're billionaires. They could spend more if they wanted to. They're just uh, businessmen at the end of the day. Yeah, my thing was weird. Cody and I were talking about yesterday just that the Padres have nothing to show for it yet. Right. So absolutely right. nothing right. to show for it. I'll take, my, I'll take my championship in 2015. I'm well, more too. fun to watch right now than the <laughs> I, I understand. I, I get it, man. I get it. Hey, no, Vert, I agree. Good to have you back on, man. We'll, we'll start having you on weekly, I think, going forward. All right, sounds like a plan. Thank you. There you go. That's Josh Verner. He's in Surprise, Arizona. I didn't get a weather update. I'm assuming it's 75 and sunny there today. I'm assuming it's perfection. Uh, it's pretty close to that outside today, isn't it? Here? Here? Not 75. Isn't it supposed to be like 65 today? Well, it's not 75. <laughs> what are we are we splitting hairs here? Not 75. I don't know what you're complaining about. This seems it's like a pretty... 60 and Surprise. I think it is warmer It's here. nicer here. It is. No, the weather is great. Can't say it just wasn't seventy-five. It was trapped. It's fifty-four outside today. Just right a second. slowly trapped. We're good, inside. man. We got a new airport. Vern, when Vern flies back from six weeks in Arizona, he's gonna have a new airport. Be good to go. Everybody's happy. He's got the equipment that we handed off to him. I just left it in a studio. We think Vern got it. We assume Vern got it. I mean, I assume I that's know. what he was using when he uh -huh. was just talking to us now. I but guess I guess so. I never really confirmed that. We did to not. Be the case. We did not. Let's get to the random question of the day. Random question. For you, Gold. For you, Nick. And over in the text line, the J Southland Toe Service text line, 913-586-7610. Let's go down the airport line. There is a new airport today. I want to know the last thing you went out in the first, let's say, few weeks of its existence because you were so excited it's new you had to see it. I think my answer is the Mamba. Oh, really? I was trying to think if there was a more recent example but I definitely remember in the first few weeks going out there and waiting in like a three and a half hour line to get on the Mamba. It was like right in those teenage years. It's when I was regularly riding in a row, you know, like when you were going to the theme yeah. parks a little more commonly anyway. I definitely remember that being on the list. I does might do it, it for have the ABC Singer. Does it have to be something that you, you yeah. went there because of that reason or could it be something that you just happened to have went there right when they opened? I'll take either, honestly. Because what's the for thing? Me, Did you honestly, happen to for, run into one on accident? Yeah, well, there's a new Whataburger that opened up by my place, <laughs> and I went there one night. It was late. I think I just got back from a flight, and then so it was like 11.55 at night, and I was like, oh, I'm starving. Let me just go get a burger. And I, I was going through there, and the guy was like, yeah, sorry, we just opened two days ago. And I was like, oh, okay, well, wow, I feel honored to presumably <laughs> be one of the first customers here. I yeah, for me, I <laughs> gave you a card. You'd like pour balloons into your car. Yeah. But yeah. you didn't like, yeah, I guess you didn't go out of your way. Would you have? Would you have gone out of your way to go to a fast no. food place? I was going to for Whataburger. I waited like two weeks because the lines were outrageous. For me, honestly, it's probably a sport. I mean, I was surprised. I thought Cody was going to say this too. One of the early on when right after the renovation at Kaufman. 
That was oh, one. Yeah. Not necessarily for the cheap, but right after the renovation for Kaufman. That was like a big deal to see. Remember, that whole outfield area didn't exist. <laughs> like That was a big deal to see how different the outfield looked at the time. No, like, that wow, was early. All this well, yours is probably the sports book. Oh, it's yeah. It's temporary, though, still. I know, but you were one of the yeah. first people I mean, out of the temporary sports books. The, the permanent one's still not open yet. But, yeah, the temporary one, I mean, I was. Yeah, I haven't was, even been out to yeah, the temporary yeah. one yet. I've just been betting for my phone, yeah. but you already went out to That's the temporary one. If you, if you want to, I, I'm waiting for the permanent one because the permanent one's going to be pretty cool. The temporary setup is temporary, right? Um but yeah, that's actually that's a good one, Cody. But yeah, the, the Kauffman Stadium would be one that comes to mind right away. I'm sure you went there very early on. The yeah, opened, that's probably so. up there. I guess I hadn't originally thought about that. That's probably right up at the top of the list. I remember I did go. You know, I go out I of my go way. To the new Chipotle down the street, though. We did have that Nick in the last week or two. There's a new one that has like a drive-through and pick the flag. Up your order, you know that. You mean the one here on Shawnee Mission Parkway? You can actually drive up. Just you can order online, and then drive up. You don't have to go to inside. Where? It's incredible. To the, the Chipotle? new Chipotle. Wow. This is going to be, God, it's even worse for him now. <laughs> I don't even have to get on my car, man. I can order on the app, like pull around to the window. It's not a drive through per se. Like, you don't order at the drive through but you can pick up your orders. Oh, through the I got something to say about that. I, there's a little oh. off topic, but I went to a uh-huh. Chipotle down the street yesterday. Uh, I, yeah. had a, I, uh, I already messed up. Okay. Let's not talk about where this Chipotle is at. Let's just say uh-huh. I have once again found a new location oh. that has given me double meat for free. Wow. Yeah, yeah that's right. You okay. found a new employee to take is advantage it, of. Is it a young woman again who is interested mm-hmm. in you? Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's interested mm-hmm. in me, but it is mm-hmm. a young woman. That's why you don't order on the app. You gotta look them in the eyes when you say double me. Because you know, but tell. you gotta wait in that line, dude. No, there was no line. I walked right up. I saw this girl, and I could just tell. I was like, "You're you're not gonna charge me double," and she didn't. But that was just one time. Or do you think it's gonna consistently go down? I, I I'm not thinking they're running a tight ship over there. You know, some places, they, when you order the double meat, they immediately get the little table marker out, and they put it on there, and then they put the circle around the S or the or the the C, whatever you ordered. They make it very obvious this person got double meat. It wouldn't even cross in her mind. Hmm. Hmm. I'm back. I'm you, back. You're not going to tell them where it is, though? No. Why would I expose them? I mean, I know. I mean, yeah, we can talk off air. No, uh, let's not yeah. talk off air. Off air. <laughs> let's off not air talk off air. He's trying to keep this secret to himself. Well, no, I mean, I know where he lives. Also, so Gold never goes inside there. anymore. He just orders. He wants to go through the. He wants well, to well, just step lo- in there and get there. Yeah, but this location's only good for if I'm going right after work. The one by my, like where I live, doesn't have the drive through the drive through pickup. I have to get out of my car still. The drive through. But as like I told you, I'm, sometimes, you. sometimes these locations would do the, the online pickup. Sometimes they barely put any to the opposite I, of Nick. They barely put any rice. They barely put any meat. Sometimes you got to make you have to stare them in the eye as you're going through. I agree. They need they need the pressure of knowing there's a human being watching them have their meal be made in front of them. Like you can't when there's no pressure. They're just like <laughs> one scoop, one scoop, one scoop. Throw it together. Here's your burrito bowl. From the eight one six, someone says I may or may not be one of the first shoppers at Zona Rosa the morning uh, the first okay. stores opened up. Which, I, I mean, I guess I could see that, like, if you were excited about to do it. Somebody said, just a weed store. Like, just, like, the oh, first customer. Well, you know, like, people I were lined up. We saw the video. Dude, it was long that. lines. People were, people were definitely lined up the day that uh, recreational became legal. Most of the time, I'm just like, I'll wait a day or two or weeks. Or Depends on whatever. what it is, yeah. I, it, it's, I think now, I'm sure you now you have kids, so it's even more complicated. But, like, as you've gotten older, too, in general, like, the need to go on day one, Probably yeah. dwindle. Like, let's say, like, like when that. they open the aquarium, no, right? I can see, like, I'm going to take my kids. The aquarium's open. We're going to go. I'm like, I'll just wait like six months and yeah. then we'll go to the uh, aquarium. Yeah. I mean, like, with that said, I, 
the day the permanent sports books open, I will probably go day one. But that's just, day one. Uh, that's a different. That's just more. I have like I have more. You did say a, you used to camp out for Madden the night that it came. Oh out. man, I would. So like that was a regular. Night. Like you, you are more. I think likely the three of us to be the day one. Yeah, fourteen-year-old me was at the midnight releases for Madden. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't remember waiting at a single midnight release my whole life. I wanted to play Madden like that a couple night, of weeks. man. I wanted to play Madden that night, play till 3 a.m. Absolutely. My you just friend, wanted to be better than your friends? Friend, my friend, no, my friends would go with me. If One I'm of my projecting, good friends, we would all go at midnight. If I'm projecting into the future, I could, even though I don't currently have a console, the night that college football oh, comes out, oh. I could see myself Did you see doing they, that. It was move. supposed to be this summer, and they pushed it back again. I know, but you know what? I Perfection was takes a time. New console for Perfection that. takes time. The next one I'm planning on for is the Zambi Zinger. I'm going to be the first guy on that ride. I've decided. Grown man. That's one of my favorite childhood rides. There's going to be other people. They're bringing it back. Out. Are you camping out? Because people no, will be camping can out. Can you? Do you have I'm a, a couple line? Do you have a no. plug at Worlds of Fun? And can we be literally the first people on? I don't know if we can literally be the first person on, but I know someone who works. What do you know? What for why, why are you worlds so, of fun? Why you look so disgusted, Gold? Can we just be? I just want to be he in the first ride. I'll sit in the he middle. Said he's going to cut everybody. I'll do what it takes. <laughs> they can ride it second or third or tenth. Yeah, I don't really care. There's nothing wrong with second or third. It's a perfectly amount, perfectly reasonable amount of time to ride that ride. We've talked yeah. about. On the we show. were just talking we, like a couple we, weeks we ago. Want, how was the show? We wanted to go to Worlds of Fun. Yeah, we want to do a Cody and Gold day at Worlds of Fun. It's been a long time since any of us have been there. I like it. Do we get shirts? Do we get Cody and Gold Worlds of Fun shirts? I mean, sure. I don't know what that looks like. I'm just asking. Is that what you want? <laughs> I like something to commemorate the moment when we do stuff. Want some Mickey Mouse ears, too? Okay. You can relax. We just talked about the Disney people not that long ago. <laughs> Are we really looking to anger that, that entire that, that sect guy, of people again? That one guy went for like 2,000 straight days to Disneyland and had the, the hug shirt that Nick really wanted. Free hugs. Free hug shirt. Those shirts should be illegal. <laughs> at Disney World and Disneyland, they definitely, Specifically at definitely Disneyland. should be there. It's like they're just there. Yeah. Anywhere where like uh, at least 50% of the people there are children, you're not allowed to wear free hugs t-shirts. Yeah. So I don't really care what the, you know, like it might apply for the zoo as well. I don't think I want you wearing mm, free hug yeah. shirts to the zoo. Anywhere where like the, the main audience is children. I I think you just have to eliminate that from your attire. Yeah. We solved one thing on this show today. <laughs> That's the uh, random question of the day. Coming up next, we get to the one o'clock hour. One mistake Lamar Jackson is making, and there might already be a plan that could actually happen for the future tight end in Kansas City. We'll tell you what that is next.